Welcome back to the Bristos Made a Baby podcast, season three, baby number three. I am your host, Becca. I am here with my lovely husband, Matt. We are together pretty much 24-7 between working, parenting, our two little girls, making our 1800s farmhouse our own. And trying to live our best, healthiest lives. We are so excited for this new season of life and to bring you guys along the journey for baby number three. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. We are back. And we have a baby. <laughs> Our third a, baby. We've got a third baby right here chilling with us. And today we are going to share the birth story. Let's do it. I'm excited to rehash. It's been three weeks. It has been three weeks, which feels like kind of a long time, but also like it was yesterday. Yeah. Just that newborn fog. It feels right. Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So we're back, and we're going to share the birth story of our sweet little baby that was born on July 12th. 2022. Yep. (laughs) And we're really excited to share. So this was a really beautiful birth, Um, a little bit unexpected in some ways, you know, didn't go according to plan, but birth often doesn't go according to plan really hasn't with you except for the first one. Oh god hayden's birth was just perfection but they Bes- were they're besides, all beautiful besides being two weeks late but. well that too yeah that is tr- correct yes but otherwise it was just honestly couldn't have gone any better but my other two uh children have thrown me for a little bit of a loop each time which is fine and they're all beautiful in their own way all a different experience um, but yeah, so we're going to share the birth story, which is very exciting. So where we left off in the last episode was the last day of 40 weeks, my birthday. Hmm. The Had a lot of prodromal labor leading up to that point in time. And then the next day was 41 weeks. So I turned 41 weeks and I had an induction scheduled. So that was a Monday. Um, Monday was 41 weeks, had an induction schedule for Wednesday and was not thrilled about it. Nope. Did not want to be induced. Um, and on this day, I feel, I feel like mentally I was like pretty sound (laughs) leading up to this point. I really did not think I was going to have to get induced. Like I, I just for sure all along thought this baby would come before that point. I was like, yeah, there's just like, I'll be 41 and two. Like, I just don't think he's the baby's going to stay in there that long. And so I was just kind of crushed because, you know, I had had all this prodromal labor. Nothing had come from it. The baby was still very cozy in there. Um, I had, you know, I had prodromal labor the night before and then nothing on this day. And I was just feeling defeated and frustrated and was finally like facing the fact that I'm most likely going to have to get induced. Um, So I cried. Oh, was that the day? That was the day. Yeah, it all just hit me, and I just cried because I was so done being pregnant. I was emotional about having to get an induction. I really just did not want to do that again. I had to do that last time, um, and I just wanted to go into labor on my own. I wanted to have a labor that was just, like, very hands-off. I didn't want interventions. I just really wanted this, like, redemptive experience because my last one went so haywire, so quickly, so many interventions, absolutely not the birth that I had pictured, like not even a little bit. And, um, honestly, and it was all literally for no reason because 
I didn't actually end up having preeclampsia. Um, I was misdiagnosed. No, literally nothing was wrong, essentially. And it was all just based on a fluke. And I was just still like slightly salty about it. So I just did not want that experience again. So cried that morning. Um, I remember I was like, don't cry, don't cry. Like my makeup was already done for the day. But I just bawled my eyes out. And I just washed it all off. And I said, forget it. Kind of worked out. I was at the gym. Yeah, you were at the gym. You missed it. I just said, just kidding. I wish I was there. <laughs> I sent a selfie of Matt with just like mascara running down my face. And he was like, do I need to come home? I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm just like starting to lose it a little bit. Um, and I had an OB appointment that day. And so we both went. Oh, yeah. And then I got to experience the crying. <laughs> and I cried again. Just because the appointment was all about the induction. So I don't think you were like facing reality that it was coming. Yeah, it was all about induction. She was just kind of like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Like, I'll see you on Wednesday morning, you know. Oh, so she checked me again, and I was still two centimeters. So despite all of – or was I three centimeters? Whatever I was when I, think, I went I to the I think you hospital, made a little bit of progress. Did I? Okay, maybe. I think she finally told me that I was effaced. Oh, yeah, and you were like 75 like or 80% effaced. Yeah, like, I think she said 70% effaced. Um, which she hadn't told me before. So that felt like progress. But I think my actual dilation had remained the same as when I was in the hospital, like five days earlier or whatever. So she was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I just think that this baby's probably not going to come out on their own. And um, we're just going to go ahead and we'll induce you on Wednesday. And um, she said, the good news is, you know, you are already somewhat dilated. So, you know, you don't have to come in like the night before and do the Foley bulb and all that, which is what I did the last time. She was like, you can just come in early in the morning and we'll start you on Pitocin and just like get this thing moving. So I was, I just started crying (laughs) in her office and I was just like, I don't want Pitocin. I don't want my water broken. Like I just want to be left alone. Like I want to go into labor my own. And she was just kind of like, you know, why? Like, tell me a little bit more why you don't want Pitocin and why you don't want your water broken. Because I was like, I don't want my water broken. And she was like, well, it might come to that, you know, like, it's probably going to come to that. And I, I was just, whatever. So I explained my in my last birth, I had Pitocin, I had my water broken. It was extremely agonizing at the end. And it was like, just a wee bit traumatic. Um, And I just really don't want to do that again. And she was just kind of like, okay, well, you know, we'll see. Um, So then I talked to her about castor oil. I was like, so, you know, I did your labor smoothie last week. And it um, did send me into, like, full-blown padromal labor that, you know, sent me to the hospital um, and then stalled. Um, But I also told – which I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I also shared with her. I was like – so that was, like, two tablespoons of castor oil. And I was like, I literally had no – GI distress whatsoever like no diarrhea no upset stomach I felt a little bit nauseous I just ate a bunch of pretzels and I was fine Uh, and she was like really shook she was like wait like not like not even a bowel movement and I was like no like I think I just have like a really high tolerance to castor oil so I was like thoughts on me taking more like taking a bigger dose like maybe that will do it and she was just kind of like yeah I mean you can definitely try it she was like I wouldn't take a ton because that could get messy um but if you want to like double it like sure give it a try and see what happens so I was really on the fence because I just didn't want to take castor oil again it's really gross (laughs) but I was also you know staring down this induction so and also I don't think I mentioned this last time but castor oil is like a little bit controversial because um it can cause since it causes like 
the mom to have like diarrhea um it can also potentially cause the baby to poop which would be in the amniotic fluid which is considered like meconium that's like an issue because then they're breathing it in um and you really want to avoid that obviously if you can um and castor oil has potential to cause that so there's always there's is some risk there but there's also risks that go along with you know the drugs and things used to induce you into into labor you know before your body is necessarily ready um so either way you know i was facing down some risks regardless so i decided to go ahead and that afternoon i think or like evening um i took some more castor oil i think i took like probably like three ounces total which is kind of a lot um but you know i read a bunch of blog posts and what midwives you know recommend and a lot of them say stick to the two tablespoons no more a lot of them say you know if you're going to do it at all you need to do at least a few ounces for it to even work like if you're even going to try it go all in so conflicting information so I think I probably drank about three ounces um, and it was disgusting (laughs) because it was not in a smoothie I just like drank it and chased it down Um, I'm like wanting to gag just thinking about that anyway took the castor oil that gave me some serious GI distress it was a total different ball game Um, I felt like crap for probably about an hour a lot of diarrhea I just felt like a lot of abdominal cramping and pain it was it was not fun but it didn't last super long and then the rest of the night I just drank a ton of water like laid on the couch was just totally relaxing Um, you know obviously ate and whatnot and then we went to bed so that was Monday evening Mm. So then, I have a 4 a.m. update on my phone. Okay, so then the birth story really begins. So why don't you hit us with the 4 a.m. update? 4 a.m. I am awoken by a standing Rebecca, thinking her water broke, and she was also feeling contractions. Yep. So I woke up at 4 a.m. to literally like a gush of water, and was uh, immediately I like my eyes popped open, and I was like, "What was that?" And I didn't even think it was my water at first. Um, It didn't really cross my mind. I honestly thought I had like peed myself a little bit. So I like jumped out of bed. Like the sheets were a little bit wet. My underwear was like soaked. And um, I like immediately ran into the bathroom and I was like, am I bleeding? Like what's going on? And um, it was just like clear fluid. Um, It was not pee. Um, That I could tell. And all of a sudden it dawned on me I was like oh my god did my water just break like is this happening and I was also having some contractions that were coming I don't remember how far apart do you have that written down I have it at 615 that was before we left okay right right when we left I said contractions are fairly intense in every two to three minutes okay so they were coming pretty quickly um which anyway so I thought that it was could be my water broken um it didn't smell like pee and it was a lot again it was like a gush that like literally woke me up but um, I also didn't want to just like ru- run with that without, you know, kind of confirming as best I could. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to wait and see if there's like a few more like gushes of fluid that come out because I know that your water can break and it can be more of like a trickle. Um, so anyway, so I was kind of like standing up and then I would like lay back down and with like over like the next half hour or hour or so, 
um, I had like a couple more of those gushes. So I was like, okay, I think that, I think this is it. Like, I think my water is, is now broken because I've had multiple, um, and especially when like I moved around, like I felt like more came out and everything I've so many, I've listened to so many birth stories over the years. And like, that is like a lot of times what women report as far as their water breaking. So I like called my doctor. I left, um, like a message with the, you know, whoever answers in the off hours and just said, you know, I think my water broke contractions are coming like every two to three minutes. Um, I think I'm probably going to head into the hospital soon. So, and I knew that my doctor was not on, on this day cause she was obviously going to be there the next day. Um, and that, which is why we scheduled my induction for the next day. So let's see. So you have six fifteen. Six fifteen is when we left. We were at, we walked inside around seven. Okay. So in that time before between 4 a.m. and 6 15 I was like figuring out if this was my water broken having contractions smelling the sheets <laughs> smelling the sheets yeah well I wanted to make sure it wasn't pee because that happened to me with Hayden right. I, I peed myself a little bit and I thought my water broke but no it was pee <laughs> um so anyway so eventually we're like okay we're gonna go into the hospital I like wash my face brush my teeth I put some makeup on got myself all ready we called my mom so she could come over. I finally texted my doula around, let's see, what time did I text her? Um, 6.15 a.m. So, yeah, I, I let her know we were heading to the hospital. So then we got in the car, headed in, and it was, the car ride was not bad. Um, definitely was still having contractions in the car, but it was it was not terrible. And let's see, so 6.50 a.m. Um, in triage and got my vitals checked. And then um, I hung out in there for a little bit, was just still contracting. Um, and then I have 7.45 a.m. Um, they checked me, and I was four to five centimeters. So I had progressed from the three the day before. Um, and my water was did not break, turns out. Correct. <laughs> so they did, like, the little test where they, you know, do the strip, and if it turns a certain color, it means it's your amniotic fluid, and they said it was negative. And I was so shocked by that. Because, I mean, I guess it was just a lot of, like, cervical fluid, but it was a lot. I don't know. And that's never happened to me before. Um, but the labor and delivery nurse I ended up having, she's like, I've had four kids. And she said, two out of the four, I came to the hospital convinced my water broke, and it didn't. So she was like, so you're not alone. Like, this definitely happens. And she's, you know, she's an L&D nurse, so she's pretty familiar with this stuff. So I, that made me feel a little better. I was like, okay. Um, so we were you know, hanging in triage. I honestly, so when we got in triage, I feel like things started to slow down like they had every other time. Yeah. I have a, once we got admitted to labor and delivery at 9am, I have a contractions have slowed down and are inconsistent. That's all I have. Cause I I don't think there was any like rhythm to them. No. So I remember in triage starting to get like a little nervous because I was like, oh my God, are they going to send me home? Like at this point I knew that I was four to five centimeters. So I was like pretty confident that they would admit me based on that. But I was just so ready to have this baby. I did not want to get sent home again and like do this whole thing again. Um, And obviously at this point I knew my water hadn't broken. So they're definitely like if it had, if it was broken, they would keep me. Um, So I was just like, I don't know. Are they going to send us home? Um, and anyway, so the nurse came back in and she was like, okay, we're going to admit you. We're going to like send you upstairs soon. Um, and so if you guys remember, I was group B strep positive, um, which typically they give you um, antibiotics for that during labor. And they want you to have at least one round in you 
before the baby is born. Um, and it takes about 30 minutes to actually like infuse into you, but they can only do it every four hours. So really they wanted four hours to go by at least minimum. Um, so, uh, I told you guys, I was pretty on the fence about antibiotics. Um, there's definitely a lot of pros. There's definitely some cons. Um, and I was just kind of like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to leave this one in God's hands. If like, for some reason it's a super fast labor and we don't get there in time to have them, then like, I guess it wasn't meant to be, but if we do get there in time and there's time to have them, then I'm just going to take that as a sign that I should probably just get them. And I was just, that was just what I was uh, feeling at peace with. So obviously, um, I ended up getting them. Um, and the one kind of nice benefit <laughs> of them was since they wanted at least four hours to go by, I knew that they were going to leave me alone for those four hours. They weren't going to try and really get things moving. They weren't going to like try any like serious interventions to try and speed things up because they really wanted that first dose in. So I knew I at least had four hours because when we got upstairs, like Matt said, things started to like slow down and space out again. So I knew I at least had four hours to try and get things moving. Um, so that started the um just kind of hanging out chilling they did break your water at 11 45 set yeah so that was about oh, about when they were gonna be the second dose yeah that was almost four hours later yeah gotcha um because they actually s they started they uh, started triage yeah they started the antibiotics down in triage um and the the iv that they gave me down there ended up being like a terrible placement um first off when she put it in it was bleeding like all over the place yeah there's a lot of blood which, and then th they were like, oh, that's actually like a good sign. It means we got like a juicy vein, but it was like a lot of blood. Like, I don't know. That just seemed really crazy to me. And by that point, I, my blood thinners were totally out of my system because I skipped it the night before. Um, anyway, so she placed it in like a really weird spot in my arm and the antibiotics kind of hurt going in, but it like wasn't that big of a deal. And then when they tr went to do the second dose later on, I was literally like kind of like I was like taken aback by the pain. So we ended up having to switch my IV. It was a whole thing. Anyway, so let's see. They just left me alone. Contractions were inconsistent. Um, they were, like, I was breathing through them at this point in the morning. But I wasn't, like, in labor land by any means. Like, in between, I was literally just, like, we were just, like, chatting, hanging out, bouncing on a ball. Yeah, I don't know when we did this, but at one point. You were, like, getting frustrated. We were, like, should we put on some music? We put on music, and after, like, one song, you're, like, what are we doing? Turn this off. Like, this isn't my birth plan. Well, I was just, like, what am I supposed to dance right now? I'm, like, not in the mood to dance. Like, and I think, I don't know. I feel like there's definitely something about going into the hospital that does not, like, vibe with me because every time, like, this happened twice where I was, like, really contracting, at, like, at home. They were coming, 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 coming. And then as soon as I get to the hospital, everything spaces out and slows down. I honestly feel like I had a lot of adrenaline. Like, I remember saying, like, I just, I feel like I can't calm down. Like, I just feel, like, on edge. Like, part of it's excitement. Part of it's, like, not being super comfortable here. Like, I just felt like I had adrenaline. Like, I've, like, running through my body. Like, I could, like, feel it. And adrenaline is, like, literally, like, the antidote to oxytocin which is like the calm love hormone and oxytocin is what like promotes contractions brings them on so I feel like 
I just, I, my body just like couldn't get into like that relaxation mode, um, that would really allow labor to pick up. Like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't relax, like fully relax, which is a problem anyway. So I remember saying to you guys, as it got closer to like that four hour mark and like nothing picked up, I was like, they're probably going to want to break my water and I'm okay with it. And my doula was like, are you sure? Like you really don't A couple hours before that you were saying no way. Yeah, I was, yeah. So I... Something something switched in your head? Well, because I just, I just started to see that this was like, like I try, I even tried to like lay down and take a nap. Like I was trying so hard to calm down and I just couldn't do it. Like I couldn't fully relax. So I was just like, okay, like I see where this is going. Like I'm... I'm just going to choose to go with the flow. Like I honestly felt, I mean, I, d- I really did not want to have my water broken. Like, because I just knew that it can make things so much more intense. But I also was like, this is, this is just not going anywhere. I was starting to feel a little bit frustrated and like, I was ready to just like get the show on the road, even though breaking my water might th- make things harder. Um, to me, it didn't feel like totally unnecessary at that point in time because no- nothing was really happening. Like, um, sometimes my contractions would be like 10 minutes, 15 minutes apart. Like it was crazy. Right. So, and they weren't that intense either. Um, so I knew in that first four hours, like based on what I was feeling, I was like, guys, I know that these contractions are not actually doing anything to my cervix. Like they're just not strong enough because I've experienced this all before. So, um, so what do you know? They come back in around, what was it? 11 ish, 11.45. 11.45 is when I have your water broken. Okay. So the doctor came in um, and it was obviously not my doctor and he was fine. Um, he was definitely a little bit like old school pushy. When he came in at the first time at 9 a.m., he's <laughs> like, he just came in before he even introduced himself. He's like, he's like, do you have your epidural yet? Yeah. Cause I was laying in bed at that point yeah. and I was just like, oh no, I'm not planning on getting one of those. And he was probably like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Cause he just, he just doesn't seem like someone who's super supportive of natural birth. He really backed off by the end, though, I think. Yeah. He finally, like, believed in my abilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so came in and was just like, okay, so I'm going to break your water. And luckily, I had already thought about it. I had already come to terms that this is probably going to happen and that I was at peace with it. But if I wasn't and he came strolling in just like, hey, I'm going to do this to your body right now, I probably would have been a little feisty. But Yeah, it is kind of crazy how they approach people. But I guess most people go in knowing they're just, like, kind of like, all right, whatever the doctor says, I'm going to do. Yeah, right. And I also think a lot of doctors nowadays are much more, like, considerate and don't just, like, order you around. Like, you know, because when, when, when I was talking to my OB in the office crying, I was just like, I don't want to have my water broken. And she just said, well, you know, everything is a discussion. Like, I'm not going to force you to do something, but we are, like, we might have to discuss it. So, like, that that was, you know, the doctor I chose, that was their vibe and their take on things, which I much more appreciate the doctor I got was not that way. But again, I had already gone through this in my mind. I had already like mulled over it and made the decision that this is probably what's just going to need to happen. Cause I'm not going to go home at this point. Like, and I don't want to just labor for 24 hours and they're like, Hey, you need a cesarean because you know, it's just, this baby won't come out. So I was like open to interventions at that point to just, just make sure this <laughs> would happen. Um, anyway, so he came in, he was like, I'm going to break your water. And I, my, my doula was like, her eyes kind of like got really wide. She was like, Ooh, all right. <laughs> it's a little aggressive, but, um, anyway, so he did and it was fine. It was like uncomfortable for like a second and it's like not that big of a deal. 
and I like felt some water gush out and um and he also checked me at this point and he was like yeah no progress four to five centimeters and I was like yeah that's what I 100% what I expected because based on the contractions I was feeling I did not think any progress was happening so broke my water and I remember turning to you guys and saying okay like get ready like this is about to like you know the crap's gonna hit the fan like this is about to get real intense because with Hadley when they broke like I was just like cruising along um I had already had Pitocin at that point because it was an it was an induction but you know handling the contractions just fine um progress was moving but it wasn't super fast and then when they broke my water I like immediately regretted it because it just like it got so intense so fast and that's why I did not want to have my water broken um this time but anyway alas I did and I remember saying that to you guys so what do you know another dose of penicillin another four hours goes by and what happened well wait oh at twelve fifteen, this is my favorite update <laughs> okay becca is standing oh yeah and feels gush of liquid a stream of water pours out <laughs> through her massive pad all over the floor her massive pad you're right i did have one of those in because i was leaking obviously that was wild like it's it was like a puddle of liquid crazy the amount of liquid that came out even Carrie, who who's my doula, and she also used to be a labor and delivery nurse, so she's like, she's seen a lot. She was like, that's a lot of fluid. I kind of feel like there was like almost so much fluid in there, like the baby couldn't get like engaged fully. There was just like a little buoy, right, <laughs> floating around. And the baby tried multiple times to get out, but maybe that was holding back, yeah, holding the baby. I don't back. know. That's that's like a theory. Um, anyway, so it was a lot. It was like two separate gushes too, and I just remember like looking down and. I was saying, it's like in the movies. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My water broke, yeah. <laughs> it was so much. It was crazy. It felt like you were peeing yourself, but, like, you, you had no control over it. It was just, like, coming out. Okay, um, yeah. So then I have it, uh, I don't know if there's anything you have, but at 3, p- at 3 p.m., so that's three hours later, I have a uh, contraction still inconsistent, and they start a Pitocin. So literally nothing changed, and I'm, I cannot believe it. Like, that I... Was- yeah, sorry. That was no, probably the period of time where you were like, we put on music and like. I was starting to really get, yeah. I was, I wasn't getting like super frustrated. Like I wasn't angry. I was just starting to feel like anxious because I'm like, why is this not happening? Like what is going on with my body? Why can my body like not pull it together? Like I've had a completely natural birth before where, you know, the contractions came on and they just intensified until the whole shebang was over. Like I know that my body's capable. Why is this not happening? So. I was just starting to feel anxious. I was just, which is, again, not good. You want to be relaxed. You want to be, like, just chilling, feeling, like, all the vibe, like, the good vibes. And um, and it was still peaceful. Like, we were just literally chilling. Like, that next few hours, it wasn't difficult. Like, the contractions were still coming on here and there. They were inconsistent. They weren't super close together. I was breathing through them, sure. But outside of that, we were like hanging out talking about our chickens <laughs> and like I don't even know what else um my dual also has chickens so we talked about chickens for a while anyway so during that period again I was like okay they're gonna come in here and they're gonna want to start me on Pitocin and as much as I don't want Pitocin I mean literally my labor is just like not doing anything like w- this baby does have to come out like I don't want this to get weird and like, go on way too long and then you know so I knew that they were going to come in and say that next. So I was like, again, don't want this, but 
this is just kind of where it's heading and I'm just going to choose to be at peace with it and just like bring it on because I really just want <laughs> this baby to come out now. Um, so then they came in at what time? Three something. I uh, have a uh, three PM is when they, it's, I have contractions still consistent. They started Pitocin at two units, whatever that means. Which uh, is like the lowest. Yeah. They were yeah. going to do two units every 30 minutes. Yeah. Like bump it up. So I add two every 30 minutes. Um, and I really loved the nurse that we had. She was great. She was like, you know, I've had, she's like, I've had four babies. And she was like, two of them were inductions. And I had Pitocin with them. And she was like, and I didn't notice a difference. And then she was like, I did have epidurals. I'm like, okay, so you never experienced transition with Pitocin. Because I have. And I didn't say this to her. But in my mind, I was like, no, it's definitely harder. It's definitely different. Because I've experienced both. And I can tell you it's harder. But I was just like, okay, thank you. That makes me feel better. Um, and she was great. We really loved her. And I was also able, able to have it like a um, wireless baby monitor, which was huge. She was like, she was great because she was like, all right, we're gonna put this on. She's like, sometimes they don't work, but she was like, even if it doesn't work, I th- feel very confident the doctor will let me just do like intermittent monitoring on you, so you don't have to be strapped into this and like in bed. And I was like, hallelujah, because that is not what I want. Um, and it ended up working beautifully. So thank you, Jesus, for that <laughs> gift. Um, anyway, so started Pitocin. It's like, hey, here we go. Um, and at this point, I was fairly confident that, okay, now it's really going to, it's going to, it's going to start picking up right. because, you know, I just all along, I've just felt like I had way too much adrenaline and I was like, this labor cannot pick up because I'm not relaxed enough. And as I tried so hard to just calm down and relax at one point I was like I need to stop chatting I need to just like be quiet because this is giving me like this is like revving me up like I just need to totally calm down um so anyway Pitocin started they bumped it up every half hour or so and so that started around three and um oh and they also switched my IV at that point in time because when they tried to give me um the Pitocin um it hurt so bad. And she was like, uh, a pito- I was like, is this, does this burn just like the antibiotics? And she was like, no, this isn't supposed to hurt at all. You shouldn't feel anything. And I was like, it hurts so bad. And when she went to like flush it, it was like shooting pain in my arm. And I was like, okay, this is not right. Right. Like it's not supposed to hurt this bad. And she was like, no. And, um, and so she turned the Pitocin off and I was like, oh, it's all right. It's starting to feel better. Okay. Like we're fine. We're fine. Cause she was like, do you want me to just give you a new IV? I was like, no, I don't want to be stuck again. And, and I was like, okay, it's feeling better. It's feeling better. We're good. And she was like, well, it's because I turned the Pitocin off. I was like, oh. <laughs> so then I was like, fine. All right, this sucks. So let's just go ahead and sick me again and give me a new IV. So she switched to the other arm and she gave me a new IV and it was so much better. The first one was literally like on like the edge of my arm. It was just in a very like strange location. Like it was like right on like a curve of a vein. I don't know. So she switched it. It was fine. And then I couldn't feel a thing. Um, so I was happy about that, even though I didn't want to be stuck again. Um, so then between like three and let's see, like between three and six, they were just increasing the Pitocin and the contractions were getting. Yeah, I have it at uh, 415 that uh, you're now at six units and uh, contractions were coming every three-ish minutes and more intense. Yeah. So intensity was picking up for sure, which was I was so happy about. Um, but again, totally manageable. I was listening to, I was going back and forth between hypno babies, like labor tracks. And then, um, this girl on YouTube who I found literally like days before I gave birth, um, her name is Bridget Taylor 
and she's a doula and she has some really great birth affirmation um track like videos that you can listen to so I was kind of like flipping back and forth between the two and they were lovely I, I really liked both of them um so I was just you know still hanging out um wasn't super intense it was very peaceful um just you know fairly easy labor but intensity was definitely picking up uh 5 p.m you're at eight units contractions continue and I ordered Chick-fil-a DoorDash oh yeah I was jealous I was so hungry <laughs> Did you have some fries? Yeah, yeah, you gave me some fries. Well, you were definitely sneaking me some food throughout. I feel like I ate a couple fruit bars. Yeah. Which is against the rules, but <laughs> whatever. Um, anyway, I was I obviously fine. I could tell contractions were picking up, but it wasn't like extremely imminent, like within the next like 30 minutes. So I was like, I better get food now or else yeah. the baby's going to be born. I'm going to be busy for like four hours. Yeah. And I remember probably around that time, um, I remember um, – Oh God, what was our, our nurse's name? I'm totally blanking. I have no idea. Kelly. It was Kelly. Um, Kelly came in and was just like coming in to check on me. And she was great because she was she really did like, even though I did have these interventions that I didn't want, she still very much left me alone. Like she was not up in my business. And she even told me that when I first got there. She was like, this is your third baby. Like I'm going to monitor you from afar. If you need me, I'm here with for whatever you need. But she was like, I'm just going to leave you alone. Like just do, do your thing. And I was like, thank you. Um, oh, and I also wanted to mention with my water breaking, no meconium whatsoever. So the castor oil did not cause meconium. Um, so that's good. Anyway, so she came back in and this is probably around like 5 PM cause things are picking up. Um, but I remember she was like, you know, I, f I feel like she was like, you look like things are a little bit more intense, but I don't think you're like there yet. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm approaching transition. Like I know that I am. And she was like, okay, cool. And then the doctor came in around, um, well, I guess, you know, he came in a little bit later. Um, so around 6 p.m. I have 6 p.m. I have that you've, you've been at 10 units for 45 minutes now. And they said they're going to, at that point, they said they were going to keep it. I know 10 minutes later they changed their mind. But they said we'll stay at 10 minutes, or sorry, we'll stay at 10 units since things are picking up. And uh, you had just laid down and contractions are intense. And then I have it 6.10, so 10 minutes later, they increased to 12. And they the reason they did that is because uh, contractions were anywhere between three and six minutes apart, although they were intense, though. Yeah. Um, and you said you were starting to feel some pressure. It was just weird that they were, like, spaced out. I remember they would, like, come. There would be, like, two, like, a minute apart, and then there would be, like, five minutes between the next two. Yeah. And that was, like, a routine. Of, like. Oh, interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was strange. Um. Yeah, just a, just a strange labor pattern all around. <laughs> and then I have 6.20 that you were checked by the doctor in between intense contractions. I think he came in while you were in one and he was like about to do something like, and like he read the room and like kept his mouth shut. Yeah. Um, he, yeah he, he would just like, yeah, again, not the best bedside manners because he, at this point, like up until this point, I didn't care. I was just like literally hanging out. It was fine. I could talk. But once 6 p.m. hit, it was like a switch flipped that last 45 minutes up until I started pushing um, were much more intense. And you were doing like the hip squeezes at this point, which helps oh, yeah. so much. Yeah. He was doing them while I was standing up. And then when I laid down, we were like, can we still do this while I lay down? And you did. You were able to like get in there and do it. But he came like flying in and was just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, what did he say? He was just like, so what are you feeling? And I was like, like I'm, Give me a second, bud. Yeah, I think I was like in, in between a contraction. I don't know. 
but I, I just remember saying like so briefly I was like contractions are really intense I'm feeling pre- downward pressure with each one and he was just like okay great it's what I wanted to hear and then he left he also checked you oh yeah he did at 620 and he said uh that you were six to seven six to seven centimeters and you were likely eight centimeters during contractions yeah and he was like really pleased he was like all yeah. right this is good yeah I feel like you didn't want to be checked but you just you were so like focused you didn't yeah, I because you like knew didn't things really were care. happening. Like yeah, so that so that's another. Like, well, yeah, I know, but that's another huge difference between this labor and my last. Because with with my last, they checked me, literally around the same time. Like the the last hour it was like identical these births, but how I handled them was completely opposite. Um, because remember at six you were like okay or six ten I guess they were like you were like okay they just bumped it up to twelve and you went back and you looked at your notes from Hadley's birth and you were like when they bumped it up to twelve last time you had about an hour to go. Yep. And so I was like okay I remember thinking like this is intense but like I can do that like I can handle that. So this was totally different because around the same time in my last birth based on what I was feeling I was like this is transition. It's getting very intense, but I just need to like ride it out. Like I can do this. And then she checked me and she was like, oh, you're only like a five. And I totally panicked because I was like, I'm only a five. I'm not in train. Like I'm not even close to transition. Transition is more like seven centimeters um, and on. And I was just like, okay, that's because I just deduced in my mind that because of the Pitocin and my water being broken, which I didn't have in my previous birth, um, this is just so much more intense. Like this isn't even transition yet. How am I going to handle transition? And I totally like, I lost my calm. I lost my peace. I started tensing up and it became like pure agony. And that's why I asked for epidural, which I ended up, I was (laughs) apparently in transition and I was right because she was born like 25 minutes later and there wasn't enough time to actually like get the epidural going. Um, So this time around when he said six to seven, um, I probably in my last birth would have been discouraged by that thinking like, oh, I must be like a nine. Um, but I was just like, okay, cool. Don't care. Cause I know what I'm feeling and I know that this baby's coming out soon. So I was just like, awesome. Good to know. Thanks. Um, so it didn't, it didn't affect me mentally at all. So then the last, I want to say like probably four to five contractions, um, probably between like 620 and 645 or I don't know, whatever. 630 645 um were the were the hardest and like I really wanted to like um like almost like cry out like it was just so intense but I knew that by moving and by I was even like I didn't even like moan during contractions during this birth because I actually feel like just like the movement of like like the vibration of like vocal cords like even that made it harder I don't know um, a lot of women say the opposite. And in my, I feel like in my previous birth, moaning felt really good. Um, it helped, but not this time. I just wanted to be like completely still, completely silent and like totally relaxed. Um, and I was, I was laying in bed, like just like totally cozy. Um, so the last few were super intense. Um, like I remember thinking like, I never want to do this again. <laughs> um, and I, and even at this point they were, like I said, it was like they weren't you, super close. You right? would have two like back to back pretty quickly, and then it would be like four or five minutes. Yeah. To the next one, but. And so when they bumped it up at to twelve, I remember Kelly being like, because I remember when they came in, because they said they were going to keep it, and then they came in, they were like, "Hey, we're going to bump it up to 12. And I remember just in my, I didn't, I didn't like say, because again, I was like trying to be completely relaxed and calm. I didn't say, I was just like, okay, 
but in my mind I was like god no please no like I don't w- I don't want this to get any more intense um I think they may have actually back I don't have it in my notes they did they, they did. backed it down like six or eight yeah you know. I think like probably 10 minutes before I was pushing um they they knocked it down to six yeah. I remember that so um so yeah so the last few were really intense but I again the experience was identical to Hadley's birth this last hour. Um, but how I handled it was night and day difference. And it made a night and day difference. Like I can't stress enough full body relaxation. Um, if that's comfortable to you, sometimes being on your feet feels better. But like for me at, in this birth, I could lay down. Um, I felt comfortable laying down and I felt I was able to handle it. Like I, I managed it just fine. Um, again, I didn't talk except for saying a contraction's coming on so that you could like one's coming on and that, that let you know to start doing the hip squeeze, which really did help. Cause there was one where at one point I, I was like, get off and you like let go. And I was like, no, get back on. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so it really, really did help me get through those. Um, especially those last few very, very, very intense ones. So then at six you're having one of those intense contractions. I was holding your hips. And all of a sudden, you like flipped from your side to your back, screaming, "The baby's coming!" And six people rushed in the room within like thirty seconds. It was crazy. I think I literally said, "Oh, f mom, the baby's coming out." Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely did. And it felt just like Hadley's birth. All these people like rushed in. Yeah. It was like people weren't expecting it to happen that quickly or something. Like they didn't. It's like they didn't think you were that close or something. I don't know. No, they didn't. But they responded better this time because with Hadley. I literally said the same thing because all of a sudden you just feel literally like a head in your vagina. Like it's so intense. It just it like it came on so quick. It went from like I'm having a contraction to like he literally just like slid down and was just like boom right there. And it feels like a like a bowling ball. Like it's it's very intense. So the last time with Hadley, I remember um, they because I was just five centimeters like 20, 25 minutes ago. And I screamed, the, I'm, the baby's coming out. I'm the, like, the baby's here. And they all just kind of stared at me like, yeah, no, there's no way. Like nobody reacted. And then um, I was like, no, the baby's coming out. And nobody reacted. And then I finally just screamed. Like, <laughs> it was right. like, ah. And then they were all like, oh, okay, 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 here we go. And the, the one lady was like, don't push, don't push. Like hold it in. I was like, okay, yeah, nice. <laughs> but there's just no way. So this time I said, the baby's coming out. And they all immediately reacted right away, which was nice. Um, so a bu- I guess a bunch of people, I don't, I don't remember that, but a bunch of people came rushing in. Yeah. Like six people there must've been like, uh, what do they, they call when they're in training and stuff? I don't know. Oh, like residents. But didn't, but then Carrie said they cleared everybody out. Oh, they got out pretty quick, but oh. no, but like, you know, your legs are wide open. Like just in case, I guess, cause no, the doctor wasn't there yet. Uh, no, I, they came in and like, I just remember like two of them were like, like from a, like standing back, but looking down at like between your legs being like, oh yeah. Like disgusting. Like they must be learning. Like. Like, oh, yes, that's what it looks like. Oh, it's perfect shape. It's like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's a perfect shape. I don't know. They're just like, it's like they were like gaining experience. It was just kind of funny, but bizarre. Like, that you were like in bizarre. this intense I didn't even know time. There's like people there just like observing. <laughs> like, Hi, yes, here's my <laughs> vagina. Welcome. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so that was the only contraction where I did get a little panicky because I was in the middle of the contraction and I felt the head right there. Right. And I kind of flipped over, but the contraction didn't stop. It was still going on. And I was like moving around and I was like, ah, 
and I remember I was just starting to like freak out a little bit. I was like, oh my God, like it's so intense, so intense. And everybody was just like, calm down. Like, and you were like, just breathe, just breathe. And I was like able to like regain my composure. Um, so then, uh, and they were saying, they were like, the doctor's right down the hall. He's coming. He's going to be here so soon. And I was just like, okay, I don't really care. Like, I just want this baby to come out. And so then we waited for the, like the next contraction and I started to push. And this was, uh, out of the three, this baby was the hardest to push out. Um, it was the most, like, I definitely felt the ring of fire and it was like a prolonged, like I felt like the ring of fire went on for like multiple contractions and like even in between contractions, like it still kind of hurt. Um, so that was new with Hayden. I was in the baths or a tub. So maybe that helped. I don't know. Um, but I do remember like feeling a little bit of burning with her, but it, it was like, I didn't even really feel the ring of fire. I just felt like so much intensity, but this was different. Hadley literally, she came out on one push. Like I didn't even, I didn't even push like my body pushed her out and she was so small. She was just under six pounds. So I feel like she just like came right out and I don't remember any burning really with her just intense pressure. Um, and then with this baby, it was freaking burning. And that was new. And I just remember saying, this is so much harder than the girls. This is so much harder than the girls. And <laughs> so each push, um, and this was also different because I didn't feel that like fetal ejection reflex as much with the girls. I just remember being like, there's, there's literally like my body was pushing them out. Like I could not stop it. Like there was nothing I could do to slow it down. My body was just doing it with this baby. I had to like push and if I pushed I kind of started to feel my body doing that but like I had to push into it like I had to make it happen um and I it, that just makes it harder because like I don't know it's easier when you're just kind of like along for the ride <laughs> your body's pushing the baby out um because you don't it's like you're you mentally you don't want to push because you know it's going to make it hurt so like you you have like this mental block of like but I don't want to push it's going to hurt but like you also like there's the only way out is through like you have to push so um they were also trying to instruct me to um like in between two contractions they were like okay I want you to hold your breath and like bear down um and everything that I've learned um and especially with like I take this that you know that prenatal yoga class I take with a a PT women's health PT she tells us all the time like unless literally like there's like babies not doing so hot and you need to like immediately get them out like you need to push them out she's like that's the only time that you should be doing that otherwise you want to be breathing out or like moaning out you want you don't want to put all of that pressure hold your breath and put all that pressure on your pelvic floor because she's like it's just like it's just it's just gonna be harder for your pelvic floor to recover so she is like huge proponent on breathing out or moaning or something letting air exhale while you're pushing and um I've heard that from a lot of other like doulas and things like that as well so they kept telling me to do that and I I I didn't like I wasn't like yeah I'm not going to do that I just didn't say anything um and you know I just didn't I just and I didn't listen I I just continued to like uh, when I was pushing out um but it was it was intense I was making a lot of noise yeah every every (laughs) after every push you just be like is the baby close like (laughs) do you see it do you see it it's like yes, a little bit, a little bit better, a little more progress. You're almost there. Yeah, and on the 
like second to last push i pushed i think like four or five times i don't know if you wrote that down i don't have it but i mean it was 15 it was 15 15 minutes minutes and it uh, actually it was pretty quick in between i feel like like there wasn't much maybe it was like two or three minutes yeah five makes sense yeah so on like i remember the second to last one um the head was like emerging like the head was out it wasn't like coming like because it, it, it kind of like they'll come down a little and then when the contraction stops they like go back in a little it's like right 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 two steps forward one step back kind of thing and on the second to last one the head was out like not fully out but i think it was like protruding and they were really trying to get you to push 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 yeah and i was just like i can't do it i can't do it i can't do it and they were like come on you're like you you got it you're right there just push and i was like no 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 no, no. i can't do it i can't do it because it was like really hurting and um and i'm actually really glad like i was just fully listening to my body in that moment like because i think because i did that and i didn't just like push the baby out right then um i feel like it gave my all the tissues down there like it was slower it let them all stretch more slowly which helps with tearing and i did tear a tiny bit but um and so i just was like and then i was like in between like that contraction ended and the head was like protruding but i was just like yeah no i'm I'm not pushing i'm gonna wait so that was kind of funny. Um, but then on that final um, contraction, um, I was just started to push. And it, it really, it, like, I don't mean to scare anyone, you know. It, it does. It's over with so quickly. But it did really hurt. And um, I just remember the doctor saying, just push into the pain. Push into the pain. Like, you got this. And I just pushed. I felt the head come out. I felt the shoulders come out. And all of a sudden, I just knew the baby was out. And bef- like before they they got the baby up to my chest, I heard you say, "It's a girl." Just kidding. It's a boy. Yeah. You were like, "It's a boy." Is that how I said it? Yeah. You were like, I feel like you were like tearing up a little bit. It <laughs> wasn't like it's a boy. You were like, "It's a boy." <laughs> sorry. Why are you saying sorry? It was cute. I don't know. Yeah. I liked it. Um, it was just an emotional moment. It's a boy. Come here, boy. <laughs> Drop down and give me 10. So then, boom, they put him on my chest. Him, boy, put the boy on my chest. And I just remember saying, is it really a boy? And everybody was like, yeah, it's really a boy. I, I said, was also, Hi, I was also like focused on filming, and I didn't film well either. But So, yeah, I will say uh, my only regret is I, I wish that I had, like, we i had been like find a spot because there was one point that we were like oh we should probably figure out like a spot to stick the camera we had one of those tripods that like you can like attach to things right but we were just kind of like i don't know figure it out and then i just feel bad because the whole birth the whole pushing experience you were like just trying to film it you know it's almost like you couldn't be fully present right for it but my finger was covering the microphone the whole time (laughs) because i was holding it from bottom and top instead of side to side it was just the easiest (laughs) in position i was in and apparently, I was covering the microphone. <laughs> so the audio's crap. Muffled. Yeah. You can't really hear what's going on, which is fine. <laughs> but so anyway, I put him on my chest. I was like, "Hi, dude. Is it really a boy? Oh my god!" <laughs> and um, and so I did. So then I so I wanted delayed cord clamping, and they were very respectful of that. I said, "I want the cord to stop pulsing." Um, and this was really when I feel like the doctor kind of changed his vibe because even do- like do- when I was, which I didn't really notice, but my doula carry afterwards was like, he was like, he really backed off while you were pushing. Like he really just like, he was trying not, she was like, I could tell he was trying not to coach you. Like he just really let you mm-hmm. do it. 
which I appreciated. And she was like, he was even like standing, standing back with like his hands behind his back, just like wa- kind of watching. Um, and then I remember the nurse saying to him, she really wants to let the cord pulse completely. And I just remember him saying like, okay, that's going to be about five to six minutes. But he like, which it sounds like he normally wouldn't do that, but he was just like, okay. Um, but then probably about two minutes later. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you could tell he was like not, he, he wanted to get the placenta out. And my nurse was like, okay, you're bleeding a lot. Are you okay if we, if we cut the cord and get the placenta out? And I was just like, yeah, at that point, I, I mean, if I'm, I don't want to hemorrhage, you know? So I was just like, yep, that's fine. Um, so boom, they cut the cord, whatever. Um, and then they got my placenta out. It all came out all in one piece, which is always a good thing. And then I had no bleeding issues whatsoever, which was another huge blessing, something that I was concerned about just with the blood thinners. They were completely out of my system at that point, but, um, you know, I just, something I was worried about slightly all along. Um, and I had totally normal bleeding afterwards. No, nothing crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, he was here, he was out. He had like a slight cone head. (laughs) I just remember being like, he has a cone head. And they were like, it's really not that bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, but just the girls had such perfectly round heads that people even, uh, they were like, they look like C-section babies. They have such perfect round heads. You could see a skull was like not, it was like in different pieces almost. Yeah, so it's not fused all the way. That's so that it can like mold. Yeah, it's crazy. To get out of the, the birth canal. But yeah, it's really wild. Um, I didn't notice that. I just like remember like glancing down and being like, oh, it's a little bit of a cone head. Yeah. <laughs> and we named a Beau Thomas Bristow. Bo Thomas Bristow. He was born at 7.01 p.m. Yep. So really my labor, I would consider it to be very easy up until 6 p.m. Yeah. Well, easy, but like mentally draining because like nothing was happening. It was like bizarre. It's physically, as far as the sensations and the contractions and everything I was feeling, I would say it was very easy. Um, And then 6 p.m. it got real. So it was really only an hour, 45 minutes of difficult labor and 15 minutes of pushing. Yep which is pretty, pretty darn great. And, um, you know, all along I was really hoping f- to have and like praying for it to be this really like beautiful, redemptive, natural hospital birth where there were no interventions that I was just like respected and left alone to do my own thing. And, you know, that was kind of the idea I had of this like beautiful redemption birth. Um, and it didn't exactly pan out that way, obviously, but I will say, I almost feel like this was even, in a weird way, this was like m- even more redemption because I almost had to like face the fear of having a repeat situation with Hadley's birth with the Pitocin and my water broken and things just being way more intense. And it was almost like I was given this opportunity to like prove to myself that like I can actually handle it and I can do it and I can do it calmly. Um, and I can like show the doctors and nurses that like this can be done. Not that like that was that important to me and not that they even probably really care, but just to prove that like I can, I'm strong enough to handle that experience. And I did not want it because I was afraid that I was going to panic again and it was going to be like sheer agony again. And I was scared of that happening. Um, but I was, like I said, it was literally identical the last hour. I got up to the same level of Pitocin, which was 12. 
the last hour was basically the exact same as far as what I felt and how quickly it went. And, um, I didn't push for, I pushed for like a minute cause it was one push, not 15 minutes, but as far as the actual like labor contractions up until it was time to push identical experience, um, except how I handled it was the complete opposite. And I was fine. Like I, it was really intense, especially at the very tail end, but I was able to stay completely calm and I was able to manage them and I was, you know, silent. I wasn't screaming for help like I was with Hadley at the end. Um, You did great. Yeah. So it was all in all, um, it was slow and it was a little bizarre and it was a little confusing and frustrating at times, but it was a really peaceful, like mellow, joyful birth. Um, and he just took his sweet time. Maybe that as we get to know him more as he gets older and we start to see his personality, maybe that is just like his vibe. <laughs> like just not in any rush. Like yeah. <laughs> more stubborn. Or stubborn, yeah. It could go either way. He's either going to be really stubborn and not want to do what anyone tells him to do or he's just going to be like super laid back. Like what even is a schedule? I don't know. I'm just going to do my thing. Right. Mellow as can be. Um, so we'll see. I hope that's that's the way. <laughs> I know, I'm hoping it's the latter. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, so that's his birth. Um, postpartum, like immediately um, was fine. I did tear a little bit. Um, basically the same thing with Hadley. He, I said, I asked him, I was like, did I tear? And he said, um, he said, he said, you'd honestly probably be fine, but I'm going to give you one stitch. I said, okay. Um, and then, and then he was like, actually, I'm going to give you two, which is literally the exact same situation with Hadley. She was like tiny tear one stitch. And then she was like, "Mm, actually, I'm going to give you a second stitch. So that's kind of interesting. Um, and I feel like it was on the same exact side too, if I remember correctly. So like the same spot. Um, and that's fine. I mean, tearing, um, again, it was just overall burning and intense. I didn't feel the tear. Maybe if it was a really large tear, I would feel it, but I, I didn't. Um, and you know, they give you like a little bit of, they numb you, they like stick you, you know, with a needle down there to numb it, which sounds really scary, but it's so minimal to like birth pain, um, that it's just like, it's like no big deal. And he stitched me up. Um, you know, they immediately got the little like ice pack going down there, which feels so good afterwards. The afterbirth contractions were very intense. Um, they apparently get worse with each kid and they were tough. Um, not going to lie. Cause they're, they're like full blown labor contractions, but instead of being able to like relax completely through them and like fully focus on them and breathe and all of that, um, you're like in mom mode now. And it's usually when you're nursing, um, that they pick up because nursing releases oxytocin. Oxytocin is what causes contractions. Um, so, you know, you're like hunched over, you're holding a baby, you're not, your, your body's kind of tense. Um, so they're, they're tough, um, but they only lasted about three days and they, the intensity calms with each, with each day. So, um, just, you know, that's just a fun, fun part of it. But yeah, so we moved up to the postpartum room and yeah, pretty quickly, yeah, we were chilling and then we spent, I mean, he was born at 7 PM. We spent that night there and then we were out of there about 24 hours later. We like we didn't stay a second night. We left around, I don't know, like nine, eight or nine p.m. I think, to yeah. go home. Yeah, you got home around ten. Yeah, 
So, so yeah, that's uh, that's the birth story of Mr. Bo Thomas. Mr. Bo. We have a boy now. We have a son. Love it. I'm excited. <laughs> Be your little buddy. New experience. Yeah, new experience, for sure. He's definitely a little bit different. He's like, I don't know. He seems a little. He's a little fussier than the girls. I feel like he's just maybe a mama's boy and just wants to be attached to me at all times. I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'll take care of the girls and take care of the crying baby. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just sweetie, though. He's just sleeping on me right now. Oh. As long as he's with me, he's fine. But it's like you put him down, he gets kind of yeah. angry. But he's also very small. So, like, new. Oh, he was, I should. we should say how big he was. Seven pounds, 11 ounces. Yeah. So, a good size. Not huge by any means. Not tiny by any means. 21 and a half inches, right? Yep. So wow. long boy. Long like his daddy. Yeah, he's going to be tall. He has huge hands with really long fingers and really like giant flipper feet with the longest toes I think I've ever seen. So he's, I think he's going to be tall <laughs> like yeah. you. I think so too. Yeah. We'll see if he's taller than you. Matt's about 6'6", six, six, so we'll see if he outgrows you. That'll be fun. That'd be awesome. I hope he does. <laughs> that would be bizarre actually because yeah. you are so tall and to have – a child like looking down at you in some capacity right. that would just be out of this world anyway so that's it folks that's the birth story that's another season another baby of this podcast that's a wrap it's a wrap until next round <laughs> or are we done who knows no we're not done but i think the next one might be our last sounds good matt's fully on board with that i would i've always kind of thought more five than four but i always said we'll take it one kid at a time and this kid is telling us one more maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is the first let's say i'll say this this is the first postpartum experience with both of the girls i mean i was like kid one and two that's not like a, a large amount of children um so this is not like a crazy thought but with both of them i was like it's so hard for it's like hard for me to even picture like this phase of my life ever being done like I can't imagine not, ha like, continuing to have kids. Like, I just, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I knew for sure, like, we're definitely going to have a third. Like, there's just no way I could stop it, too. Like, I need, right. I want more babies. Um, And I was just, like, yeah. So, it's just hard for me to picture ever being out of the baby phase. And then this is the first postpartum where I'm, like, I'm, like, okay. I'm excited for, like, when I'm not ready for, to be done yet. I would like uh, one more. But I'm, like, getting excited about, like, emerging out of like this phase with like really small babies and like having some more freedom and like sleeping well again and being able to like go on date nights all the time yes. whenever we want because our kids are a little bit older like that kind of thing and not be like nursing around the clock and you know doing all doing all of everything that goes along with having very small babies so probably one more I think that's perfect. <laughs> Which means you're probably not done hearing from us. But you are for now because that's a wrap. It's a wrap until about eight months from now. When no. We announce. No, I need more time. <laughs> Let's just get it done. Oh, sure. You want to carry the next one? No, but I want to sleep again. <laughs> uh, well, what are you talking about? You barely, I'm the one getting up at night. Sometimes I have to help. Sometimes you have to help, but I would say majority of the nights you sleep through the night. All right. Well, then I wake up super early with the girls. Well, okay. Fair. Fine. But. You did that anyway before <laughs> before he was here. True. So now I'm waking up in the middle of the night and doing that. <laughs> you're not really waking up in the middle of the night. All right. Yeah. Maybe the first week, but now you're 
you're just snoozing. I'm sitting there in the dark feeding him. I just look over at you and you're just peacefully passed mm, out. It's got to like, hurt. Oh, yeah. That's nice for you. Mm. <laughs> he wakes up about three times a night now. Last time was only, t- or last night was only twice, which was felt great. But, you know, he's still really small. It's just what it is what it is. It is hard. It's definitely hard. Um, but it's worth it. It doesn't last forever, unless you're Hadley and you do this for an entire year. But <laughs> eventually it comes to an end. Hopefully it's not that long this one. All right, that's the story. Yeah. All right, season three, baby number three. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming along for the ride. It's been real. We'll see you in 2023. Or <laughs> peace out for a while. <laughs> Love on this little baby. And um, we'll probably see you again. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.